Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, what's happening? Hey, Wells. How you doing? Ah, pretty good. You turned down our vamping music. I didn't turn it all the way down. The listeners can still hear it. Oh. You just can't. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So why do I know when to stop talking? Because I know. <laughs> good. So uh, what's been going on? That is a good question. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Fair. I mean, gearing up for the holidays, right? Yeah. And yeah. All that fun stuff. So no beer adventures for you? No beer adventures, just a couple concerts and yay. And Jeff, I know you're you're almost as bad as me. You're a little better than I am. I, I mean I you know, I did go out and spend an afternoon with Ryan at the buzz, so okay. that wasn't a terrible day. Cool. Um you know, it was kinda yeah. fun. We definitely need to get out there at some point and do yeah. a show. Yeah. I thought point. you were talking to him about that. I I've not said another thing to him about it. Yeah. Um I was, but then conversations kinda stopped, so huh. my might want to start that. So, so now, again. It's my, now it's on me. Hey, you go out there all the time. Uh, you're not wrong. So it's because it's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I haven't done anything either. It's uh, one of those things. It's the holidays. Yeah. Number one. Um, I might be doing some stuff when I'm off because I'm off for like two fucking weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it depends on the weather too, right? Call yeah. me. Because, you know, it's getting to be uh, Charlotte cold. Yes. Yes, it is. Which we were looking at the, you know, our, our trip back to Indiana. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. It's going to be 19? I don't think I've seen the teens in a long while. I'm not sure I'm prepared for that anymore. But Yeah, yeah you're in your 40s. It's a little too past that time. Right, right. Yeah, half half my age plus seven, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, it's always a good time we can throw in some Parks and Rec references. Absolutely. Music isn't over, but I don't care because I don't want to sit here and vamp forever. Wells, what's going well, on? Well, but that? Turn the music down. What's going on? You can turn, like you literally have your, your the board right there. You could turn the music down uh, you and you could put us all out of our your poor mouth. So speaking of cold places, yes, I think Canada because, you know, our neighbors to the north, right? And honestly, this is not a brewery that I'm especially familiar with. Uh, Waterloo Brewery, uh, founded in 1984 as Brick Brewing. It's an Ontario brewer, and it is getting bought by Carlsberg. Oh, okay. I, and, I prefer Jarlsberg. Sure, bud. <laughs> Charlesburg? <laughs> Charlesburg, yes. From now on, we are calling it Charlesburg on the show. All right, cool. Um, and it's not for a little amount either. It's $144 million, and I'm sitting here like, how have I not heard of a brewery that is publicly traded in Canada? Well, because it's in Canada. Still, though. When was the, when have you ever been to the Great White North? Never, actually. Uh, exactly. Man, I haven't even been to Chicago. Don't even get started on Canada. Right. So, yeah. Um, cool, I guess. Uh, I know we have some Canadian listeners, so Canadian listeners, if you could clue us into who the fuck Waterloo is, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, it really would. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I think I know that name, but I think I'm thinking of the like uh, mineral or uh, uh, like oh seltzer. The, the seltzer. There's yeah, like a seltzer brand called Waterloo. Yes, I don't, there is. I imagine that's not the same thing. No, there's also a song by ABBA, isn't it called Waterloo? Yes. There we go. I wonder yes. if there's any relation. If, mm. if they have like a whole bunch of ABBA themed uh, beer names, perhaps if we had devices on. Are persons that we could look that up if we cared and, enough, and past that if we cared enough. To yes, look. exactly. If we because around here we care enough sometimes. Sometimes, very true. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess good on Carlsberg and Charlesburg. 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 Charles- 
Good on Charlesburg. Um, Love it. Yeah. Whatever, I guess. It's the mispronunciation that keeps on giving. That's right. I said Jarlsberg. Sure, bud. I did. This is the part where I'm like, oh, yeah, Waterloo. We've had a bunch of their stuff on the show. No. I was going to say, the only Canadian beer I can ever remember was when Mark would always go up to PEI and bring back all those PEI beers. Uh huh. There's a, a brewery from Quebec that had an amazing um, coffee imperial stout that was like the first coffee imperial stout that I ever had. And it, having had it recently, still holds up. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Due to seal. So, what is going on with the former Catawba facility? And I guess maybe, probably, let's catch listeners up that may not have heard. Catawba Brewing got purchased by a conglomerate that is owned by the Saints. Right. Uh, formerly Dixie Brewing, they rebranded. I don't even remember what their name is now, but okay, whatever. Um, they're moving everything to Nolens. Which is really strange Like for drinkers of White Zombie, for North Carolinians in general. Um this is the OG Catawba facility yeah. in downtown Morganton, and they shut that thing down after the purchase, which yes. took, took the community by surprise. Honestly, I'm not a huge drinker of Catawba beer, but Same. I but I did go <gasps> when that happened. Like, why would yeah. you why would you do this? If you're um, gonna close any of them down, that's the weird one, right? Yeah, that is the weird one. Like but you're expanding the Wilmington location. Oh, sure, but yeah, yeah absolutely. So Hillman out of Asheville is has bought the space and is getting ready to open their third tap room in it. So um, I've only been to one of the Asheville locations. They do a really good ESB. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you want, you want me to like you. That's, that's how you do it. That's, that's how it roll. Yeah. That's what I've been doing wrong this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your ESB, Jeff? Yeah. He is ESB less. So this is not going to be a brewery, just a tap room. Uh, I believe so. It's a it's a large space if they're just doing a tap room. I was just curious because you you said tap room, so I didn't know if like they were going to do like a turnkey style thing or if yeah, who knows? We'll see. I mean, I we'll we'll get a lot more information. They're hoping to close on the purchase in the first quarter of 2023, and for now, they're going to be opening a temporary tap room just across the street from the Catawba location until gotcha. everything can get. Uh, fully opened. I, mean, I guess the upside of that is, you know, you don't necessarily have to brew out of there, but if you want to, yeah, you're good to go. You know, and it probably depends too, like what all gets included in the purchase. Yep. They get all the equipment and all the stainless and all that stuff. I mean, psh, why not? Yeah. If you can have a turnkey brewery, why not? So, well, I didn't see this one coming. Yeah, I didn't either. Happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish listeners. Um, Schmaltz Brewing is making a return under yeah, thought, new oh, ownership. Really? Because I, yep. I like I remember it seems like maybe it was two years ago or so when they decided to shut down and yep. weren't going to continue. And I don't know if they were a COVID fatality or what happened there, but so they're coming so back, huh? Yeah, they're coming back. New ownership, and it's a rabbinical student this time around. Well, that's so funny. it's it's wild. The original Hebrew brewery was open for 25 years, and the guy that's, that's buying crazy. it, yeah, but the guy that's buying it is 26. 
Wow. So I'm like, wow. The first time I'll be able to. Half his age plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really cool. Um, it is. I'd, Super cool. I did have several of the Hebrew beers um, back when they were, you know, existing and available. Um, I was, and I was going to say that was one of the weird things about that brewery is like you could find it in a couple of bottle shops around Charlotte, yeah. but you didn't see it in a bunch of places. Our distribution here was super weird with that. Yeah. Welcome to North Carolina where uh, yeah, distribution also, is super yeah. weird. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the beers we got on the show is like I was shocked and blown away to even see that brewery's beer here in town, period. Right. And they're just sitting on the shelf like nobody cared. I'm like, yoink. Yeah, yoink. And I, and I walked up. Well, I'll, I'll tell the story later. It was, a, it was a fun experience. Okay, fair enough. What else you got? Yeah. What's so the- so this, is, this is a weird one. Um, speaking of brewery purchases and everything, mm-hmm. uh, Platform Beer. It's an Ohio-based brewery, and um, it was Anheuser-Busch's last uh, brewery acquisition. Which shocked the hell out of me because I didn't know this one happened. Yeah, summer 2019, and... Like, normally, we would, you know, we would hear about this AB stuff, and I guess maybe because this place was so small? Yeah, I mean, they were going so small, but also very regional. I mean, this is a... I mean, this isn't small. It's 28,000 barrels, but it's primarily in the Ohio, like, area. And they are losing market share like crazy. Like, this is, on its face, shaping up to be a failure on Anheuser-Busch's part. Hmm. Like, so, if, so let me see if I can connect a couple dots here. So, you're telling me that they're a very regional brewery, so they probably had a very, like, strong fan base that was probably pretty plugged in, and then AB comes in like they like to do and say, oh, well, we want, you know, a big customer base in this, this particular geography. They make the purchase, and sometimes the fans don't care. You know, when it's somebody like Wicked right. Weed, you know, the fans don't care. When yep. it's somebody like Goose Island, the fans don't care. But maybe someplace like this is small enough that they hadn't quite gotten to that we can do no wrong and there's enough casual drinkers. Like, maybe everybody there is just super passionate. And maybe that's why it falls off. I mean, that's kind of what we've been expecting for all of these acquisitions for years is yeah. AB's going to come in and everybody's going to say, like, oh, well, I'm not buying your stuff now. And I mean, especially, like, to me, Wicked Weed, I really thought was just going to die bad, not not pun intended, but I thought they were going to die on the vine. I really did. Like, I figured Asheville would revolt. Well, Asheville did revolt. Like, I don't see Wicked Weed much around Asheville proper myself. Yeah. Uh, in any of the places that I personally visit. However... I was to say, I guarantee you, like, all the time on the beer subreddit, I see people going to the Funkatorium, and they're, like, all freaked out and excited that they're going to the Funkatorium. Like, it is a destination brewery yeah. for every for a lot of nerds. And it's fascinating to me because it's just, like, you know what they're doing. You know where you're putting your money into, and you've got way better local options there. But also tell me another place that you can go to that like has n- pretty much nothing but wild and sour on the menu. Yeah. Like I would argue that in today's marketplace 
nobody else could launch that in and survive because that style yeah. just isn't really as big a deal as it used to be. Yeah, However, that's true. Wicked Weed was the one pulled off. Yeah, and they had definitely had that name cachet yeah. attached to that stuff. But speaking of, you know, Anheuser-Busch backed breweries and places that are still a destination draw, not going to lie, if I ever did end up in Chicago, high on my list was to visit the OG Goose Island Tap Room. Yes. And it looks like I had better hurry Uh-oh. because they're getting ready to close it. No way. Yes. It's been open since 1988. That's where Bourbon County was born and raised and made and and soured and oh wait, what I was sh- <laughs> damn it, <Infected>. sorry, <laughs> not infected. Uh, it was a tart flavor imparted by the barrel. But so yeah, they're getting ready to shut down the OG location and relocate it to a new up and coming area in Chicago. So Jeff, have, had you ever been to GI at all? No. Um, I'm Gastrointestinal? Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to remember how long ago it was that we we went brewery hopping in Chicago, but I, I know it was well past AB's acquisition, acquisition. So that would have steered me away from them, probably. Gotcha. Um, I just, I wasn't curious if that was one of the, because, yeah. you know, <clears throat> well, I guess you, the listener may not know, Jeff is from Indiana, so. You know, Chicago is is kind of not close, close. It's but, not, but but you know, but it's not far, far, so, yeah. right? It's it's not for like Wells and I, where you know, <laughs> yeah. It well, well for it, me growing up, it still would have taken me forever. You know, and, and I've got college friends like Super Hoosier live up there, and and yeah. you know, like so, it's not. It's been a hot minute since I've been up there, especially thanks to COVID. But yeah, you know, here before long, we'll be back up there, and and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to going back and hitting some of the the places that we went to before. Uh, Revolution for sure, Pipeworks. You know, I mean, there's oh, yeah. a lot, a lot of cool places up there. But I, well, I just like, I just don't know. Like, I, I understand the sentiment that Wells is behind here. I think it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like if you're in St. Louis and you can go to the AB Brewery tour, it's worth it. Yeah, I'm sure. Just because when are you ever going to see something that operates on that scale? scale. I yeah. mean, yeah. If I'm in St. Louis, that's number one on my list. Not. Towards the top, I mean, bam, there it is. And then number two, you're gonna go. Why am I in St. Louis? I guess so. Okay, fair enough. You could cry about it underneath the arch. <laughs> and, and I guess too. So I kind of look at it this way to a certain extent. Um, when you think of like Birdsong, you think of Noda, you think of their original tap rooms, right? And, you know, kind of what it was like. And granted, that's not Goose Island. Right. At all. But, you know, there's times where I still fondly remember us doing tribute and packing that tiny little tap room oh, yeah. to the brim. Elbows and assholes. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, like, and, you know, now it's... it's right, Mr. Hands. It's gone completely. Like, it'll, you know, that experience will never happen again. Yeah. Period. So, just- I, I, I get... This, you know, the sentimental aspect, especially if that was your local brewery and you, you know, were lucky enough to be there before the the buyout happened. Like, I imagine that's going to sting a little bit. Yeah. No, that brew pub at least enjoyed a little bit of autonomy from my understanding of things. Like, that's what I'd heard, too. It wasn't just this, like, they still made their own kind of funkier things. 
Um, I remember a friend that did make a trip up to Chicago and brought home. Now I can't remember if it's a crowler or a bottle anyway of some hazelnut Imperial stout from goose Island Mm. that absolutely blew my mind. And this was post buyout. I'm like, I didn't know they were still making this up here. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always wanted to go. What, what's the closure date announcement? If only there was some sort of December 16th. No. Day, uh, new brew pub is expected to debut at the end of 2023. So you got next year. You got next year. Hey, if Dark Lord Day happens, Wells, you and I might have to share talk. a similar vibe in music. Only if um, I'm just there for the beer. Yeah, Jeff's just there for the beer. Uh, look, uh, you know, we'll we'll get on the train and we'll ride some places. And only oh, if doorstop God. doorbell is playing. That's the that's that's my main draw. I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be a yeah or Yoga Met a, lunchbox. Yeah, a midwestern leg of, of those two bands <laughs> doing that. I'd, I'd love to see them. <laughs> it's like it like it makes sense because but you, you both love burial. You both love the same kind of music, and they both have. The same affinity for extremely long convoluted names. Yes, so, they do. That's know. true. That's Dark Absolutely Lord. True. That's that's no, long. No, 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 no. The bands at Dark Lord Day oh. in Burial's Beer have an affinity for similarly long names. Josh yes. got it. I gotcha. Yeah, I totally got it's it. It's all good. I only had one coffee today, and I'm slow going. Wake up. Hey, Wells. Yes. What is beer? What is beer? What is beer? I mean, I thought... I don't know where we are the craft beer cast. I thought we already kind of knew what beer was. What is beer? I would say it is a beer. Uh, it is a beverage made from water, hops, malt, and yeast. In 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 my opinion, okay. At at its at its most simplest form. Why are we asking what beer is? I don't know. Why are we asking what is beer? Oh yeah, because Corona, <laughs> because Constellation and. Um, Modelo are, are are fighting. So Modelo gave Corona to Constellation, or gave, you know, they paid a lot for it. Yeah. Right. But the licensing basically said, you know, you can brew Corona, but you can only, like, the second they started brewing a Corona hard seltzer, they're saying, like, that violates the terms of our agreement. Which because seems like that would beer. make perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. To us who understand the beer industry, yeah. to a degree. Yeah. Well, Constellation is saying, well, the definition of beer in the agreement also covers hard seltzer. And I'm just sitting here like, but but it doesn't. So anyway. But, but yet it uh, doesn't. But, uh, I mean, but at its core, a lot of the hard seltzer that we see is brewed up. Right. So you're... Brewing a product, you know, a little bit of devil's avocado here, but but if it doesn't have mm, hops avocado. and malt in it, like so anyway, as part of this court case, a judge is asking the jury to define what beer is, and uh, <laughs> I just I just can't wait to see how this shakes out. Yeah, like this. This legitimately had me scratching my head a little bit. Like, t- to me and and to Modelo, um, if you have an agreement that you know you can brew Corona beer and that's it, yeah. right? And they're brewing a Corona hard seltzer. Hey, that's that violates the agreement because right. seltzer isn't beer. Otherwise, we would have seltzer on the show. So but we're the craft beer cast. If and that one time doesn't count. 
<laughs> that will probably end up happening again at some point down the road. We'll see about that. Maybe. I don't know. If this does happen and they do lose this suit, does that mean that they lose Corona? I don't know. I I guess we'll find out. In because, I mean, phase, when, you, when you think about Constellation, that might be one of the biggest grifts in craft beer history of how much money they paid for Ballast Point and then sold it for pennies on the dollar yep. at the end of the day. Fractions of a penny on the dollar. Yeah. Well, I they, mean, they ruined a brand. Yeah. Whether they, on they, purpose or not. Yeah. They absolutely ruined a brand that was arguably not the greatest to begin with, at least in my opinion. Uh, what? You know what? Grapefruit, mango, jalapeno, sculpin? I mean, I was there for the grapefruit part. And then he said the rest of the words. And I was like, no. Or the, uh, what was the, was there, wasn't there a velvet? Yeah, red velvet cake. Red velvet Sculpin. cake. Yes, yeah, Sculpin. No. Yes, yep. there was. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 saw, yes, yes, yes. I saw it on tap, and when I did, I walked away and said, never again at this place. I fucking drank one. On purpose? Yes. Wow, you are a sadist. I am, and it was dog shit. So I got to wonder, like, you know, in the world of the business, these two companies no are... Red velvet Sculpin? Is it red velvet something? It ain't, ain't sculping. Okay, yeah. No, there definitely was a red velvet no, no, beer. I, I remember because I walked. I, yeah, yeah. because I, 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 I turned around, and I walked out. I drank one from. I think it was at <clears throat> Benny Pinellas or whatever. They back in the day you used to be able to get a giant slice of pizza and a beer delivered to the house for like nine bucks or something like that, like a stupid good deal. And one time they had. Whatever the red velvet beer was from Ballast Point. Now there could be a red velvet beer from Ballast Point, but it's There's just a, not yeah. sculpting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, it's uh, a it's a it's a oatmeal stout. Okay. Yes. No, that's a huge difference. It is. Yeah. You, you see why I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's not no, fucking sculpting. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> IPA red velvet, like that sounds awful. That should not have, have you passed met QA. Westbrook's IPAs. Yeah. Uh, oh, like the eggnog IPA that I just saw on the shelf the other yeah. day. Yeah. You gone too far. I really wanted to buy one of those just to just to troll because you're a jerk. Yeah, but so like so from a business standpoint though, I, I have to wonder if like these two companies are are in talks and the ones like you know like oh hey uh, they want Corona we're gonna make it to where like they can make Corona because we don't want to make Corona but they can make the Corona but we're gonna say Corona beer that way they don't make anything else and we know like we've got it ha 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 watch this we're gonna nail them when they screw up and then the other side's like. Oh yeah, well we're just gonna call the the seltzer. You know they they said Corona beer, they just said Corona. So like everybody else would agree that seltzer and beer it's close enough. So you know like let's just go ahead. Like they probably both thought they were pulling one over on the Corona. Other Never mind. You know how you do the stupid thing like you put your finger on your nose and last but never mind. Cool. Thanks for killing, uh, <sighs> killing the show, Josh. Fuck off. Super awesome. Barely, barely, barely an inconvenience. So much. Well, speaking just of... Just like I hate this fucking article. Oh, I, I'm sorry. So, rewind a couple years ago, and our, our good buddy... Uh, is that Jim Cook, Cook, Cock, whatever? Yeah, Cook, Cook, Cock, Cook, Cock. Okay. You know, Mr. Eats a packet of yeast, dry yeast, before drinking to help you stay sober sure bud uh was screaming from any you know to anybody that would listen about how 
uh, liquor is coming. It, like beer and wine better look out and liquors coming to take your lunch, lunch. money. Yep. And we laughed when it was hard seltzer. Yeah. It, hard seltzer was fun, you know, watching the Boston Beer Company slip into a we're doing everything but making hard seltzer or but making beer. I'm sorry. And then they started doing ready to drink cocktails. And I'm like, man, we are just falling further and further from grace. Yeah. And, and here it comes truly flavored vodka. Like we are boo. Just, we are just fully in spirits mode. I, okay. Like so, I looked at this and I'm like, okay, so what you're telling me is somebody has a trash vodka and we're just taking the flavorings like Josh does for his little vape over there. And we're just dropping some fruit punch. And thank you for, for mentioning that because that is one of the other things that drives me absolutely insane about some of these seltzers hard or not is they're like, Ooh, natural flavor. No, look at those flavors yeah. and tell me there's anything natural in those fucking oh, there, things. There probably is something natural, like sugar or right. like whatever. Like there's probably something somewhere, some part of it has a molecule that actually was natural and not even completely created in a lab. But is that really the issue? Like, no, are we really I guess upset with I, seltzer I, because they say it's natural flavors, even though we know that's not like no, they're not, my, they're not squeezing some pineapple to you know get the stuff out of it. My my, I guess my biggest gripe is I know how much that stuff costs, and it's yeah. not expensive. Sure. And I can imagine even on a large scale, it can't be that much more expensive. And no. how much like a Lacroix or even bubbly costs, yeah, versus. I can take my soda stream, uh-huh. put a couple of drops of that stuff in, uh-huh. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of like I could just fucking, if I really wanted to, buy some cheap vodka, buy an infuser, put some fruit in there, bada bing, bada boom, flavored yeah. vodka. I, I mean, to me, this is for the people who who love truly. Who, in, who are those people? Right. <laughs> uh for the, Clearly, tons I mean, of them. Yeah, I mean, my the stuff, my wife being one of them. The stuff, my sells, wife. She and, loves that shit, and, dude. And if she decides that she wants to get into, you know, to, to have something to make vodka drinks with, and she sees this on the shelf, she's like, "Well, I like Truly. I'm gonna buy that vodka." I guarantee this is like you know gutter level, you know, bottom oh, yeah. shelf vodka. This, this stoli or now to me, what's gonna be hilarious is when the viral craze will be taking truly vodka and adding it to a plain seltzer oh god i hate you so much for saying that it's truly vodka harder seltzer yo no 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 no. i'm not saying add it to a truly hard seltzer add it to just i'm just a saying seltzer. add it to like a generic seltzer oh, like can i just have I a truly can... vodka and soda please oh god i i'm just well because what was like finch for for the longest time, we have kind of had this idea that the reason that vodka or that uh, hard seltzer has been popular is for the people who don't want to have to mix vodka and, and seltzer. X, yeah. So now that you've got the vodka, now that you've got truly vodka, like is that going to start opening this door for people to say like, oh well, I'll just mix this truly vodka with like just a like a like a topo chico, yeah, and the whole world collapses on itself. <sighs> All right. So I here's my bigger question. Is it finally time to give Boston Beer Company the boot from the craft beer organization? What do you mean, is it time? It has been time. I know, but they have crossed so many lines, and now this? Yeah. Like, at this point, can they get kicked out of the craft beer? I'm getting there. I know. I See, I don't 
think they are the ones that's <coughs> brewing this, and I'm trying to look up and see. Centauri Beam is distilling it. Gotcha. There it is. Eighteen dollars. So that's really, I guess, kind of cheap. Yeah, but so is Tito's. Right. Tito's is cheap. Tito's is good. Yeah, I love Tito's. Tito's is one of those uh, mini that uh, tricks you into thinking that you're buying some craft vodka. Yeah. Oh, it's not. No. Absolutely not. No. Big production company. Yeah. Macro distillery. Yeah, but it's still like a good, clean vodka for the price. Yeah. And if I want to add flavors to it, I have a whole box of them sitting right here that so, I can just so drop Beam, in. Beam Centauri uh, is the spirits conglomerate that includes Jim Beam, Maker's Mark, and Knob Creek. I mean, that's not bad company. No, it's but not. But I'm still but... like, I'm still looking at this, going like, okay, you, you probably, I, I, nobody's going to be reaching for this and raving about it being like the next great thing. You would assume, but yeah, you're right. We so, don't. what's the point of this? Like, this seems it, like it, another one of those things that's going to like it's a money pop grab, up and then it's going to fizzle like so much of the hard seltzer segment has. It's a money grab at the end of the day. You can put the Truly name on it. Oh, I know what Truly is. At least if you're here in, in North Carolina. I know what Truly is. Yep. I buy it all the time at the Harris Theater. Now I'm going to walk into the ABC store. Oh, you've got Truly here too. Nice. So from a distiller's perspective, maybe the strategy here is to open up a market that they didn't have before. So, <clears throat> you know... I don't drink wine. Right. Um, so when I go and I, I need to buy a wine for like cooking or something like that, I, like I get, I get, I lock down, which I imagine happens to everybody else when they look at like a craft beer store. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, similarly, I'm okay with bourbon. I've got a general idea of what I'm after, but even then there's a lot of stuff that I don't recognize. Yep. Vodka can be really bad too. I found one or two that I can deal with, but then like, oh wait, oh, oh, there's, there's true. Like, like there's a name brand that I know. Yep. And that might get me buying it. So that puts some stuff into, you know, Beam's pockets. Oh, yeah. And maybe that gets somebody more accustomed to buying spirits, which is what their business is. Yep. And maybe that's maybe that's the end game here. I mean, uh, it, that is a, a very real possibility of what, you know, what the end game could be for this. It's It's just, it's, again, one of those things like. Can we just kick Boston beer out of the craft beer organization at this point? Especially and stop bending the rules for them. Especially considering a majority of what they make isn't beer anymore. Yeah. It's well, and, and so again, playing playing or, devil's avocado here. What's is it a a net positive to get them out? I mean, is it an are they, who, is are they it, who, are, who are they hurting? Yeah. Besides the reputation of the Brewers Association. But does anybody look at the Birds Association and say, yeah, I bet those guys would be great if yeah, they would you, kick you, out Sam Adams? But you, you, well, you remember when it was important to have the, the BA logo on your can't No. Does anybody even look at that? Anymore? Right, exactly. Is that even on any of the bottles <laughs> no. that are we're pouring like, today? Like, how many I'm times looking. do you see that anymore? It's, like, not a, it's not on the Sam Adams. Oh, bam. First one I pick up. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, that's also a bomber. Okay, this one, yeah, this the steel has it. Okay. No. So so far, two out of. Not 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 on the break side. No. This no. is okay. So we have two out two, of two our, out of eight. Our lineup. Uh, yeah, that was one of those things that it it seemed cool. Like I was kind of genuinely excited about the idea, the concept of it happening. Now I don't care. So I guess. You, 
But to me, I, I stopped caring as much when they bent the rules the first time for Boston Beer remained eligible. Yeah. yeah. Like, yep. they, and they kept, you know, moving the goalposts on this. And I just said, well, there goes your relevancy. So, so then I guess the bigger question is at this point, is it time to just dissolve the BA? Does no, it mean anything anymore? I mean, to us, it doesn't mean a lot. But to those that are involved with it, they would they will argue for like you're well, not, you're yeah. not gonna, like you're not going to make it go away. We're not going to make it go away. That's no, 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 no. Holy shit. We don't have that kind of power, anyways. I mean, with the the tens of listeners we have, we do not have that kind of power. So, but at the same time, I guess like I I kind of look at. I see that logo on a bottle. Does it even mean anything anymore? How do I know that ultimately? I can trust it anymore? If, yeah. If Sam Adams is in there. But again, like when I'm going and I'm looking for beer at a store, I'm looking for stuff that either I'm familiar with or. Or at least, yeah, a brand that I know. Yeah. It's. I don't, I, I've taken too many flyers on new breweries that are sitting on the shelves. Yep. Only to be severely disappointed. And. Whether it's a, a you know a twelve dollar four pack or a twenty dollar four pack, like I just I don't feel like gambling with my money like that. Anymore. No, I don't. I, just, I, I can't. I don't blame you, and I I'm the dumb one. Yes, you are. Of the okay, group moving on. All right, so we're gonna continues to do that, <laughs> and I don't know why I do it, but I do. Yeah, and I and I know Wells to a certain extent. You're kind of the same way. Of ooh, it's this new shiny toy. Let's play with it. Oh, this new shiny toy sucks. Yeah. Oh, I, and I'm out twenty five bucks. That's why I visit every new shiny toy when they first open in Charlotte. Like, yeah. That's been my thing for many years. I mean, the last time I I missed going to a brewery was <laughs> that itty bitty amount of time that Toucan Louis was a brewery. Oh yeah. In, in yeah. between it being Sunstead and it being Salty Parrot, Salty Parrot, and it being closed. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. Yep. Uh, well, I, I I guess my last thought on this is good on Beam for driving some customer base I mean, that like may the, not know. The, the good news for Beam Suntory here is that no one will really ever pick up on the fact that this is being made by them. Right. So if it's successful, they'll make a ton of money. Yep. And they don't water down their brand with another name if it fails and nobody you know like everybody pans it across the board they don't have any tie to it there yep so you know again like it's, yeah it's a, it's a win-win for them absolutely yeah. uh which by the way just really quickly especially in the world of bourbon because you know all three of us enjoy it uh half the time if you look at a liquor shelf i'd say at least a quarter of those are owned by beam yeah if not more like, and they're good though. Like I'm well, and that's the weird thing about, and we've talked about this. That's the weird thing about bourbon is that like we're all okay with giving money to these giant conglomerates. That at the end of the day, I know Woodford is still Woodford. Yes, the money is not going to Woodford anymore. It's going to the giant conglomerate that owns them. But that is the weird thing about bourbon is even when they get bought, they don't change what's being done at that distillery. Yep. Right. Whereas we've seen it time and time again in the craft beer world. Yeah. AB comes in, swings their dick, yeah. and completely destroys a brewery. But, but there's also a difference, I think, obviously, between beer and, and bourbon yes. in terms of scale and quantity. You know, when you're yeah. making that kind of scale 
and you're pushing out way more fluid ounces of beer than you are a bourbon. Yeah. You know, sometimes you've got to find a way to, to make it cheaper. Yeah. Whereas bourbon, they're just like, well, we're going to charge what we want to charge. Yep. The end. I've yeah. seen, and, and it's different with acquisitions because when we were in Kentucky and, you know, went and visited a distillery that had recently been bought by like one of the conglomerations, it's like, oh, how did things change for you? And they're like, well, things didn't. Uh, yeah. We still get to make what we always wanted to make. It's just now we have a bigger budget. Yep. It's, they're going to give us the resources to just make more product. Whereas with beer, you see production being offloaded yep. onto, you know, to, to, to make it bigger, more efficient yep. and the recipes changing. Yeah. So you don't see that in, in the spirits world. Yeah. And, and if you do, it's like the best kept secret. Yeah, that's true. All right. Are we ready for break? You got it. Sure. We'll be back in 30. It's time for buy no buy. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beer on the show. Uh, this is a special Saturday show, so we might have some bigger boys on than normal. Um, I can't promise you that show two is going to make any sense at all. Some days but, it does. Some days it doesn't. It's, it'll be fine. You know, whatever. Uh, anyways, it's very simple scale. We rate things a one or a zero. Sometimes listeners donate beer to us if you would like to do so. Hit us up, contact craftbeercast.com, or hit me up on Twitter, CBcast. Jeff, what is our first beer up? Uh, first beer up, Josh got us a bottle of, I'm assuming this came out of a mix box. Yes. Of Sierra Nevada's Cryo Fresh Torpedo. Now, this is a wet hop IPA that... Uh, it's talking about cryo fresh torpedo freezes hop harvest in time. Now, uh, now the freshest, most powerful hop flavor is always available. Blah blah blah. So they they basically cryo froze wet hops. That's what it sounded like when Which I looked at we it. We had a beer like that on the show, uh, the Z side from Fremont. Okay. So like to me, it's weird. Like the the idea and the excitement of fresh hop season is. These are hops at their absolute best. Right. But then they're like flash freezing them, which, you know, in certain things like shrimp makes perfect sense to me. And I can totally get behind and locks everything in. But if you can get fresh hop beer all the time. Why would you freeze the hops? Well, no. Well, you, you can get if you would be able to get fresh hot beer all the time because you froze the hops. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, okay, so, okay. Like, I, I does see where it take from. some of the appeal off of the fresh hop, hop. whatever you know? Oh uh, um, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. That all being said, um, you know, it's uh, it's talks here about um, Yakima Chief Hops, uh, the company out in Yakima Valley. They isolated. Pure lupulin from just picked wet hops, um, and this is the first to feature, I guess that specific cryo. So okay, um, it's got uh, YCH Yakima Chief hops, YCH three hundred one trial hops, which is their you know cryo stuff. 
um, Mosaic, Citra, and Simcoe. And so, like, I kind of like I kind of like the idea of the cryo um, because you know there's a lot of hops, and if you're going to do fresh hop, like you have a limited window to get that in, but. Right. You know, if you've got some left over, maybe that are destined for this, like I, it's it's a neat idea. Um, the beer itself is is fine. Uh, this is not a turd in the box, I don't think. No. Um, so once. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with that, and so I'd, I'd buy this one. Well, no notes, man. This is really good. Um, it's super clean. It's got a wonderful hop flavor to it. Um, this is absolutely not the turd in the box. This is very good beer. Um, very approachable, and my only complaint is that it's part of a mixed pack, and that I can't buy a six pack of this by itself because I would absolutely yeah. fair. Josh, your thoughts? So the last uh, turd in the box that I got, so it, it was a journey of getting the atomic cold torpedo or whatever right. the hell it was right. called. Cold IPA. Yeah, it, it sucked, and it was way out of date. Yeah. Um, this one, not as much. And at the same time, like I was looking at it, uh, sent Jeff a message this morning. I was like, Hey, uh, what do you think about sliding this in? I haven't even tried it yet. Yeah. I was like, it's Sierra Nevada. I at least have to trust them. They've earned the trust. Yes. They're not, not, they're not always going to be a thousand. They're not going to bet a thousand. They're not going to be a hundred percent. It's not going to be an A plus every time. Right. But you know. I, I trust them more than it, it's that old adage of it's the devil I know and mm-hmm. I and I trust them. It's a pretty high floor. It, it, yeah, and this really is not bad at all. Like I'm with you guys. If I could buy a six pack of this and not have to now, granted, what's in the mix pack is not bad. It's torpedo, it's Snappa, and it's Thankful. So it's not like I'm getting trash beer right. to begin with. Right. And now I have this as the bonus. Like, absolutely, I'm going to buy that. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. I uh, got this from a neighbor. Uh, this is Distill Brewery's The Haze Between, a double dry hopped hazy IPA, Citrus Simcoe, El Dorado, Idaho 7. I was, I was excited to see the Idaho 7. Um, it's soft you and... You are an Idaho I, 7 I yeah. homer. And, and I, especially on a, like a DDH hazy IPA, because my issue with these is that they're soft and they're sweet. This is right. soft and it's sweet, but that Idaho 7 gives it a little bit of kick. <clears throat> that said, like, I don't, I don't reach for these beers. I'm not, I'm not going to buy it, but, okay. I don't, but I don't hate it. Wells? Uh, I mean, I don't hate it either, but... Am I going to be reaching for this as a buy? The answer is definitely not. Um, I would like to see what this uh, tastes like fresh because this is chilling at five months old. Oh, well, okay. There you go. Uh, wow. So oh. it's, as, I, it, as I, it stands, it's just not doing it for me. That's going to be a no buy. The way I understood it, I, I believe this came from the brewery. Um, so like, it scares me when breweries aren't date checking their beer. I don't like buying beer at a brewery that is older than the stuff on the shelves at my store. Uh, the fact that I had that experience at a local brewery here, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How is that possible? Yeah, that's very frustrating. Uh, no, I'm going to give my review now. Oh. Wells forgot to ask. Josh, your thoughts. Your thoughts, Josh. This Josh, is a thoughts? super soft boy. Uh, enough to the point where it's too soft. And granted, we as we just discussed, it is wildly out of date. So 
I I will have to chalk it up to that. There could be a good beer. Chalk is right. There could be a good beer in here. I don't know. I don't think so. I really don't. I I, I agree with you. I feel like this would still be a soft boy. Like, too soft. So, no bite. Next beer up. Uh, Next beer up. Um, Thanks to the guys at Breakside for their black and tan. This podcast not brought to you by Breakside. Um, This is a bourbon barrel ale at 8.4%. And so, the way... uh, we were talking about this one because it caught my eye, and the the way they described it was they had a, a a BA stout, and they didn't like how it was finishing, and so they blended it with uh, some kind of a golden ale. I don't remember exactly which one it was. It might be on the untapped write up, but um, yeah, this is really interesting. Um, I it 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 just it drinks like like a session BA stout. But it's got that weird... It's the session sound I've always wanted. But it's got that tan in there that's, that's kind of throwing me a little bit. Um, I, you know, that being said, I, I don't hate it. Um, I, I would, again, at the price point for these things, you know, like it's just sometimes it's nice to have a BA stout that isn't 12, 14%. Right. This kind of fits that bill. Um, I, I'll, I'll buy this one. Well, looking it up on Untappd, they're using 40% of a bourbon barrel stout. And then 60% is a blend of young golden beer and some bourbon barrel-aged scotch ale. Well, there you go. Uh, this is really tasty. I, I didn't know what the heck to expect because it wasn't quite a stout. It wasn't quite in anything. And damn if it doesn't kind of taste like a black and tan, but bourbon barrel-aged. Yeah. Um, I I rather enjoy this. It's not mind-blowing, but... What, what did you say the price point on this was? Like it was like ten or twelve. Damn, you know, yeah, hard, and, hard to beat that. So. Right, and, and you know, and, and when I finally get the article posted, you'll see more about it. But well, you've been threatening this article. I know, I know. It's, it forever. It's mostly done. I need to add some details, and it's just it's work's been busy, and kids got a flu, but it was sure nice talking to you. Um, but like, it it speaks to kind of the 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 mentality of how they're making their beer, where they have this barrel they know they want to do something with it they don't like how this works they blend it and then they they end up with this thing and now they've got a new product and they call it it's a black and tan josh what do you think it's weird but in a good way like the first couple of sips you're like what there's a lot of flavors going on here and my palate's trying to figure out what's what and you know again famously i do not look at I I I basically turn a blind eye to the tasting list anymore. Like even earlier when Jeff asked me to move some stuff around, I'm literally just moving columns. Yeah. In my head, like Gross. I don't pay attention to the beer styles or anything because I kind of like just yeah. going in blind. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to have done all the research and know what you're getting and have some free formed opinions. Sometimes it's actually nice just to kind of go in and, and treat it like it's a brand new experience. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I, I really enjoyed about, about this beer. It's, it's a, it's a fun new experience. Not one that I think I would have normally have gone for. Yeah. But listening to them talk about it and then kind of having it shoved in my hands, I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. I mean, honestly, yeah. If, if this was sitting on the shelves or in the cooler of my local beer store, I probably would have passed this over. Yep. Of going, it's a black and tan. I've had black and tans. I've never liked a black and tan. So why am I going to like this one? This one I do. It, there's just enough there going on where everything is is blending together perfectly. So yeah, absolute buy. Next beer up. 
Uh, next beer up. So I was at a local bottle shop and uh, one that I haven't been in four years. Okay. Five years. Just happened to be in the area. And I'm like, I'm going to pop in. I was looking for something specific and I can't remember what it was, but I'm walking around and I'm looking for, you know, uh, oh, it was uh, the uh, peanut butter jelly beer from Divine Barrel. Okay. Okay. Really good. Uh, something lunchbox. Um, anyway. And I'm walking around this bottle shop and I'm like, wow, the the selection they have is wildly different from every other shop yes. that I go in. So this is kind of cool. I'm looking, I'm like, I'm seeing some old names that I've, you know, haven't seen in a long time. And then I, I spy like, wait, is that, that's, 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 good God, that's Jackie O's music. <laughs> that's Jackie O's music. Supposed to spit it out, Junior. Yeah. And uh, I was doing my best, Jim Ross. It was not, I don't do very good. Without the no. hat, I can't pull it off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so like, I'm looking at these Jackie O's and I'm like, oh, there's, there's a couple of them here. And so I, I grab one of each and I take it up to the front and I kind of sheepishly ask like, um, how much are these, sir? Uh, because like there wasn't a price on them. And, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, there's like 13, you know, it's a 12 ounce bottle. And I'm like, well, I'll be right back. I'm going to go grab a couple more because like, you know, anymore I'm conditioned that, you know, a 12 ounce or a 500 mil bottle, you know, you're going to pay $20, $20 yeah, for yeah. a barrel aged anything. Especially from like one of the names in barrel aged stouts. Yes. So, um, like I said, I went back and I got a, a double of each of them so that we'd have them on the show. We'll have the other one next show. Uh, this first one up is Jackie O's Prodigality. Um, kind of speaking to the, the prodigal son, if you will. But uh, this is a barley wine style ale aged in bourbon barrels um this is an english barley wine yeah it is um 18 months in bourbon barrels and this to me tastes like uh if you took one of those brock's caramels in the cellophane wrapper and like somehow melted it down and made it a beverage um it is chewy it is caramely this is this uh as the kids would say this slaps Big I somehow solid. knew you were gonna say that. This is big, big buy for me. Um, absolutely love it. Wells, he hates it. Josh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm busy cleaning myself. Uh, I mean, it's an English style barley wine aged eighteen months in bourbon barrels. Uh, on on paper, that is exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, in practice, this is exactly what I'm looking for. Super huge buy, and I can't wait to go to another local bottle shop that should have this on the shelf and kind of help them along with right. some of their back stock. Let, let me help you clear some of that stock. Yeah. Over. Yeah. 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 Big buy. Josh. My pants got awful tight. <laughs> uh, so, mine are a lot looser now. So when we went to Night and Day, one of the breweries on my I have to go list was Jackie O's. Like, Always heard stellar yeah. things about them. Sure. Uh, what I had from them, it wasn't like amazing. Do you remember what you had? It was a. I know it was a stout. I think it was like a breakfast stout, if I remember right. Vanilla coffee bourbon. No, that doesn't sound right. Uh, Wells Wells is gonna pull it up. We'll okay. yeah, we'll it's know. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> we'll, we'll know what they're they're sure. they were pouring. It but doesn't, nobody cares. I, I mean, it was it was solid. Like it wasn't like knock me out. Like amazing. I've heard all these things about this brewery. I'm I'm right. Definitely just gonna park at the stable and help you with your six stool. Yes. This would have had me parked at the table, 
and let me help you with your six still. Holy shit. This is, is there an, a date like on how long this has been aging? Eight, 18 months. No, no. I mean, like when it was actually bottled oh, or anything. Uh, no. Uh, I, I will say that for all the good information Jackie puts on here, um, it is it is tricky to figure out which year this is. Okay. And you kind of have to do it by the ABV. Okay. Um, and so, so this is the 2022 version. There's a 2021. Okay. That's got a slightly different barrel treatment on it, but um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. The Jackie O's beer that we had at night and day was called Chemist Thesis. Okay. Uh, blend of Imperial Stout stage for 19 months of bourbon barrels and conditioned on <gasps> Ancho, Cascabel, Mulatto, and Pasilla de whatever chilies, coconut nibs, hickory nuts, That's right. vanilla beans. That's right. It so was, they brought a Mexican cake stout. It was awesome. their Mexican cake, and it was good though. It really was. It wasn't this good. This but, is this is yeah. Th- that was good. This is great. L- l- like I said, like if this was there, like you would have not seen me at any other table. I would have just. I'm gonna grab one of these chairs, and uh, you just keep <laughs> keep it coming. So the funny thing is, you know, so we're, we're texting a couple days ago about logistics for this recording session versus next. Do you want to yeah. do like our top ten beers of the year? And I'm like. Um, let's wait. Let's finish the year out just in case, knowing that I kind of had this one in my hip pocket and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you two are going to, and I brought a box of wet wipes just in case. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, spoiler alert. This is on my top 10 of the year. I think you're, uh, yeah. Yeah. Whew. Absolute bye. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. We did a little bit of a palate change. Uh, break sides, uh, pause for effect, sour, a blended barrel aged ale with apricots. Um, two pounds Is of fresh. It made with real ape. Real apes. Wow, he's done. He's going to be a mess in show, too. Oh, Lord. Um, so, so uh, barrel aged sour ale aged on two pounds of fresh apricots per gallon of beer. It's a blend of nine casks from three different batches in the wood cellar. All three batches date to early 2019. Um, it's one of the most long aged blends that they have. Uh, this is um, a complex mix of Brettanomyces, uh, some acid. Yeah, this is um, an excellent apricot sour ale. I don't find myself buying a lot of sours anymore. Um, but, you know, my typical response to this kind of stuff is yes, I would like this with like a plate of cheese. Right. Um, this would be great. Like some uh, it's gruyere, a good beer. I, or brie, or... yeah. I, I'm not going and, and filling my fridge with this, but you know, if I'm out somewhere and I see it, I'm probably picking one up. So I'm gonna buy. Wells, uh, drinking this after that prodigality was like throwing your car into reverse on the highway. Um, I had to take a step back and definitely made a face. Um, and I'm still, <laughs> I've had second helpings of everything else except for this one. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. It's just to me a little bit of this goes a long way. Yeah. I'm definitely going to buy it. It's just from I, IPA, IPA, bourbon barrel, bourbon barrel. Oh, and, and here's a sour that's got some. Uh, Where's the record scratch sound? You right? know. Oh yeah. No, I mean it's you're wondering record, how I got here. It's yeah. the record scratch sound, and then like it's the record starts playing in reverse, and it's yeah. like hidden satanic messages and everything. But the good satanic messages. Oh, of course. Uh, it's it is a buy, uh, Josh. What are your thoughts on this, Mister? I hate sours. I know, right? I'd buy this. I, I really would. But again, I'm with you guys. This 
this is definitely a little goes a long way. It's a good share beer. Yes. And it's not a sitting on the couch watching football or no, anything like no. that. Like it, it's and I, and I think some of that is has nothing to do with the the beer itself. It's just where our palates have taken us over the last couple of years. Yeah. We used to reach for a lot of these sours and it was the new interesting thing and I think we kind of got burned out on it. Um it's it is well made. Yeah, it, like, and it, it's a very it's, stunningly yeah. well made. It's a very impressive beer in in a world where you know this, it's almost like the sours that are left tend to be good. Yeah, because the bad ones nobody's buying. Yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, what kettle sours aren't the big thing anymore? I still see them, man. Yeah, Resident they're still Culture out there. Just put out a couple of them. Yep. Yeah, but theirs are good. Are they? Yes. Okay. Well, as a sour hater, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that, but. Again, well-made, well-balanced, just a lot going on there. Uh, this is definitely, like, I almost, if you had another bottle, this would be really fun at, like, Whales for Wishes. Like, everybody get a little bit of it before, yeah. and that's really kind of all you need to, yeah. to really know what's going on and here. And having beers like this at a, play, at a big bottle share like Whales for Wishes is actually kind of nice, because otherwise, like, you just, like... Is this one mapley or is it the last one that I had that was mapley and it's right. making this one taste maple? Definitely, this is the cure for palate fatigue. Yeah, yeah. it is, hundred percent. Which you know, honestly, is why I throw it in at the end of the show, just kind of jar you awake a little bit there. The reset. Some try to tap that. It's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, we all know where we're going. Yay, Jackios! Yeah, I think we're all it, tapping. It is pretty simple. It's yeah, probably we're all Jackie. Yeah. And, and again, like, you know, I, I feel like the the sad part is, like, I'm like, oh, the price point isn't that bad. When I used to, like, really clinch at the $12, 12-ounce bottle. but You really did. For this beer, totally worth it. Yeah. Absolutely worth it. 100%. The only uh, thing I want clinching is my teeth. I mean, believe it or not, that... You're walking on air? That cryo isn't that bad. Not, like... Well, uh, out of what we had, like that was kind of a, a contender until yeah. we had the Jackie O's yeah. in them that just was like a board wipe. Like, whoo, holy shit. Yeah, you're going to have some fun next show, I think. Yeah, I'm, I, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, speaking of, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. You can find links to our old episodes. We've got a Patreon if you like. Patreon.com slash craftbeercast or facebook.com slash craftbeercast if you want to reach out to us that way. I will warn you that I'm horribly slow at responding to Facebook messages. So the quicker way to get a response if you need a response is to send Josh a DM at CBcast on the Twitters while we're still unblocked. Yes. Wells, where can they find you? Uh, uh, at all the Wells on the Insta twits. Josh, what about you, man? Besides right here, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshTBC. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend. Tell somebody you've been listening to us for eight years and such and all that fun stuff. Uh, we are doing our end of the year roundup. So if you have an email or a Facebook message, a Reddit message, a tweet... Of your top five or top ten, send we'll, them in. We'll read them and talk about them. Yeah, we will. Absolutely. So we may not read every choice on your list, but we'll at least read them. I mean, and, screw it. If, it. if they're sending in five, we can read them. Okay, fair enough. So if you have like a top five, because I think we're doing top tens, right? We are, because it's okay. our show. Yes. This is not your show. This is our show. <laughs> That's right. Fuck you. You get five. You get five. But if you want to send us your top five, we will absolutely read and, uh, you know, if you have, like, a social handle or anything like that, to the two people that listen to the show, you, your name will get shouted out. We will not promote your SoundCloud. No. No, we won't. That's a good point. 
unless it slaps. Fair. All right. Other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.